like twin sons on a womp rat's tail. Welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. Glad to be back. I, I gotta give a big, big shout out to our boy Tim from the Nerd Room, who came in last week and pinch hit for me, gave me helped me take that week off guilt-free, and did a great job. It was, guys, it was awesome to listen back to that podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun, man. You like that? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a blast. I, I think it's my preferred way to consume Tumbling Saber. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not part of it. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, big thanks to Tim again, man. That was always. It's always always fun recording with anyone from the Nerd Room, man. They're an absolute great bunch. Yeah. No, it was. It was. Yeah. I mean, it, it, granted, it wasn't really Star Wars focused, but it was all that. All the guys. All the stuff you guys talked about was right up my street, anyway. So. Um, and I, when I got the file from Tim of the recording, I didn't listen to it at all. I just, I plugged it into um, Audacity and I tacked on Carlos's song at the end. So I heard like the last 15 seconds, it just made that part right. And then I exported it and put it onto Podbean so I could hear it Tuesday with everybody else. That's when I actually took it in. I listened to it at work at the office and uh, it was great, man. I really, I really did enjoy, enjoy the conversation you guys had. Yeah, we're pretty good. Yeah, it was good. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking of just like giving the keys away permanently. <laughs> <laughs> you know when Jerry throws the keys to his car inside in, inside the car with the uh, with the BBO. Yeah. Just, oh my god! Yeah. Anybody? Just anybody can take this. I'm, I'm thinking of doing that. It's the beast. Anyway, so uh, this week on the pod, we are keeping it pretty simple. We are talking about the Bad Batch. We're going, to, we're going to break down the finale, and then we're going to talk about season one as a whole and look ahead to season two. Um, but first, before we get to that, let's catch up with our, you know, our, our Star Warsing lives. Carlos, what's going on? Has uh, I, I'm sure you're keeping busy with the uh, with the record recording and the music and all that stuff. Mm. What uh, catches up? What's going on? Not much, man. That's that's it. That's been it. Completely it. <laughs> All consuming. All co- it literally has been. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty. Uh, it's been pretty rough. I, I I've been. I mean, I was sick this week, like uh, not COVID related, but uh, it was pretty bad, man. There were a few days there where I was completely out of commission. Um. So yeah, it made the uh, getting back in the studio on the weekend even more difficult, and uh, so everything felt kind of like a little bit slower. I feel like I'm getting tired faster throughout my day, so it's I'm still uh, you know battling uh, and trying to trying to get back to my uh, to myself there. But um, yeah, that's that's been about it, man. Nothing uh, besides uh, watching that uh, last episode of the Bad Batch. I did nothing to do with star wars nothing i am co- like uh going through my uh, my lego and stuff uh, to look at what uh, needs to get uh partitioned and sold out so uh yeah that's uh, that's kind of happening on the side but um, my focus is is elsewhere right now so so when you just like say, let's say you have an assembled set yeah and you decide it's time to sell it do you sell it built or do you need to disassemble it piece by piece and put it back in, in Ziplocs? Uh, or is it sort of up to the buyer? Yeah, if, that's what I was going to say is that it's it's going to depend on what the buyer wants. Like uh, if they, they want it fully assembled, 
then I like like let's say uh, like the porg is going right. So I'm not gonna disassemble the porg. It's it's a one piece thing. Uh, it it transports well. If the person wants the box to have the box, uh, I mean, I think I have the box, but I mean, it's really not necessary. It's not like it's like the ATAT or or something that's a little bulkier and and can actually break when you handle it. Uh, they're not supposed to, but I mean, over time, it's normal. If you if you're picking up a ship and you're you're moving it around, you know, there's likely something uh, something's gonna pop off. Uh, where the porg is not one of those, uh, so. Yeah, it's gonna depend. It's gonna depend on what the on what the buyer wants, and uh, but that's why I try to you know try to keep my the ones that I'm contemplating selling uh, when I, once I buy them, like I'll just keep them in box and try to sell them new in box. And if somebody does want a box uh, for a used set, uh, you know I, I go through my inventory of boxes to see what's available, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we'll work that out. But um, yeah, there's no no uh, set. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, like a Lego seller. You know, it's not like uh, it's a business or anything. So, whatever. You know, I try my best to, to keep the boxes of, of the sets, but I mean, I'm not gonna keep 250 boxes. Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. Hell no. Makes no sense at all. No. So yeah, okay. So you're keeping busy with the studio and the music and the record and uh, Corey. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm always afraid to ask you, but. <laughs> what's going on uh, well you know let's just say let's get this out of the way the garden's doing great told you guys earlier i think the final total is going to be a big uh 53 cucumbers for the year it's pretty insane uh tomatoes are coming it's uh it's been a really good year man we're going through a heat wave out here this week it's absolutely insane man like i had to go, go over to kyle's today i had no choice to, but to see his ugly face <clears throat> to wow. go use his pool <laughs> i love you bro. you realize it, you realize that your your ladies commented how much we look alike oh that's fine <laughs> my, like i'm just a 2.0 you know <laughs> jesus anyhow um yeah it's it's been a it's been a good summer so far you know and um, i got a week's vacation this week coming up and uh going camping tomorrow with my my oldest boy just him and i that should be nice get away uh yeah vacation's always nice and like regards to star wars i mean not too too much we haven't caught up on the bad batch yet that was I was pretty awesome. Got that to talk about. And, uh, you know, I have been talking about this. Maybe I can get some of your guys' input, you know, before the, the day comes. But I'm, I'm pretty sure my girlfriend's serious. She's, uh, her 40th birthday is right around the corner. I'm like, what do you want to do, babe? What, what are we going to do? And, you know, she's not big for parties and all that. She keeps asking me, you know, don't have a party. And I'm like, I don't, I don't mind not throwing a big party. <laughs> like, that's, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I asked for not a big party, too. <laughs> Anyhow, whatever. I mean, I'm going to respect her wishes, man. We see a few people. I don't, I don't mind. But she was like, let's get some tattoos. I was like, really? Are you sure? Seriously? And uh, yeah. I mean, she's like, what's the first thing you'd get? I was like, well, I always said the first thing I'd get would be Star Wars related. <laughs> so I don't know. I got, I, got, I got some big decisions coming up, man. Oh, boy. Like, we should take a poll. Um, we should come up with four options. And Corey has to agree to the poll winner. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's going on me for life. It's like, you, what if you choose horrible yeah, but Where is it going to go? Well, that's the whole thing. I don't know yet either. I get chopper on my butt. Who knows? Well, horrible okay. How, no, let's do this. Let's, you choose the four options and then put it on Twitter and let the, and let people decide. Yeah. Full on 
full-on back piece, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> He's like, this guy's oh, going to be the shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Fanboys. <laughs> that shit you not. <laughs> so it's oh, like, like, this is the light side. This is the dark side. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's so good. That's a great movie if you haven't seen it. No, it really is good. good I haven't, I, but I've not seen it in like 15 years. Yeah, good soundtrack too. Oh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Yeah, so that's the got big things to think about there. All right, I'm gonna try and enjoy this week as best I can. Work's been kind of getting to me lately, so it's gonna be nice to be to have a chance to unwind, you know. But uh, in regards to collecting, man, got some got some cool stuff this week. I, I, I finally picked up. I'm, I've been really holding off on this, and I was really hoping it didn't sell out. But it seems to go on sale so often. And, you know, luckily I caught it on sale again. It was only 109 for a six-pack of uh, of Alpha Flight. So you get six Legends figures, you know, six six-inch figures. Except for Puck, obviously. <laughs> Why no but Puck? Still, oh, I mean, he's there, but he's just not six inches. <laughs> oh right got it okay hey, I'm, I'm very slow today a lot of time in the sun give me a break anyhow whatever a super cool deal and you know it's our canadian representation for the x team you know the x family uh other than that you kyle actually hooked me up like i i gotta get in on this forum but kyle's in some kind of auction group for for collectible comics right now on facebook i believe and he hooked me up. Uh, he's like, you want this? It's going to go quick. And I was just like, yeah, do it. So, so I scored X-Men number four. It's basically the first appearance of Omega Red. And I'm sure we're, we're going to see him in film at one point because he's just too cool not to. Uh, what else did I pick up? I picked up, oh, I was in a bidding for some, for Ninja Turtles issue one, man. I was going to really pull the trigger and spend a huge amount of cash. It was a signed edition. <laughs> and anyway, someone scooped it with four seconds left in the bid, just like Kyle said they would. <laughs> uh that was a bit heartbreaking so as a consolation like i just went straight to the other thing i was like Meh. so i bought tales of uh teen titans issue 44 and 9.2 cgc uh you know it's not like a 9.6 or 9.8 i don't care either way it's the first appearance of dick grayson as nightwing uh it's first appearance of jericho and origin story of deathstroke which definitely a super cool comic in, in the description i was telling kyle today in his pool in the description on key collector comics it was saying arguably the most important comic of all time like trying to make an argument for that anyway it was it was interesting and uh yeah last things last i got star wars issue 71 basically the first full appearance of bosk in comic that's a good one yeah i'm surprised it is that late like i i would have figured for sure i mean I, yeah fine i guess he only shows up very briefly in the empire strikes back so i can only imagine he shows up in a frame or two in the comic ad- adaptation so that really is just a cameo but yeah his first full appearance in 71 that's that's a good that's a good issue yeah it's, it's nice it's a nice comic too but it's definitely like mid-grade you know it's not like it's not dinged up or but there but it's definitely it's not like uh it's not worth getting cgc i don't think yeah it's a reader copy you know breathe it in just breathe in those wonderful vintage comic book smells <laughs> all that mold oh yeah love it um cool so that's yeah cory cory keeping busy uh for me i got a major major win this week which in terms of black series collecting has you know the well is <laughs> is drying up pretty quickly on that side of things but this week things went well uh i got myself the toys r us exclusive clone wars arc trooper echo oh you bastard 
Yeah. Boston. Oh, what a cool figure, man. Holy cow. And I got to give a shout out to my dude, Taz, who who helped me out big time twice this week. You know, once again, speaking to the uh, power of community. And, and I, you know, I've said this before. is like, use networks. Use Facebook. If, if you're on it and you're into collecting, find your local communities and get involved and talk to people. Um, so in this case, I connected with, uh, with Taz a few weeks ago, I was selling some figures and he reached out and said, do you still have them? Yep. And so we set up a time we met and we, you know, we got to chatting a little bit and, um, yeah, he's, he's a top shelf dude. So, you know, we got, we got along no problem. We've been, we've been talking back and forth ever since. Uh, so this last week, last Monday, I was on a day off. Uh, I was out with the kids and I was racing back home because I, I pushed it too late. They both had ball that night. So I, I'm shooting home and I get a text. And so I, I check it and it's him. And he's saying, there's an echo at Toys R Us in, you know, right near my, well, the closest one to me. They're saying, he's saying, my friend was just there. He said, there's one, he hit it and you can go grab it. And I, I'm like, Ah, like I was actually passing by there at that time. It would have cost me like a twenty-minute detour, which I did not have because I just we just burnt our our time at the uh, <laughs> the water park. So forget it. I can't do it. It's just not meant to be. I can't have this Echo figure unless I want to pay through the nose on on eBay or something. So I let it slide, put it out of my head, um, and then midweek. He was out on the hunt and found a bunch of them on the pegs at another Toys R Us, like three cases worth. And he knew that I really wanted it. So he just bought it. No questions asked. Um, but then the, like the story takes like a, a frustrating turn because you know, toy, like we're always wondering, like, how does Toys R Us lose their exclusives, like the, the inventory, the stock? How does it go so fast? How does it sometimes not even get to the pegs? So, at this point, Toys R Us had a sign out on the floor saying one per person, which is brilliant. You can't, so you can't have somebody coming in and just snapping them all up and leaving one per person. Excellent. So he bought his, he had one. So he bought one for me and that was super cool of him. Um, so, so later he goes back cause he wanted a second. He wanted to open one up and keep one mint and he goes back in and they're all gone. This is maybe three hours after he picked it up for me, all gone. And so, you know, the spidey sense gets triggered because that's, you know, that's weird. And so he asks a couple questions and finds out that one per like one person came in and cleaned them out, which as I just described, shouldn't have happened given the sign, except the manager said, take the sign down. They're not selling. Which, if you let that all sink in, you know they put the stuff on the pegs in the morning, and this manager by the middle of the day goes, "Ah, they're not selling. Take the sign down." And so, <laughs> a couple hours later, they're all gone. So, right? Yes. Try telling me something sketchy didn't go go down there. Like for sure, the manager took down the sign and sold it to some pal of his who maybe greased his wheels a little bit and uh you know make you know making the hobby harder for everybody else once again so yeah, that's, that's yeah. garbage man that's garbage so you know two dozen echoes went out the door with one person when it should have been one per person 
how much do you think that person is going to sell them for now too? They're on eBay. They were all selling at least 60 bucks, <laughs> at least 60 bucks up. And, but you know, the average somewhere around 80 bucks per figure. So it's some, some tr- topping a hundred depending on, you know, that's just the way it goes on eBay. Some days you get a hundred, some days you get 60 for it, but yeah, it just an unbelievably difficult figure to get because of idiots who put up a sign and then take it down two hours later. Unbelievable. Anywho, um, you know, and, and the, the prices on these, Corey, good God, it was 46 bucks for this figure. Retail? Yeah, with taxes in, it was, well, thirty nine ninety nine mm-hmm. was the price. And after taxes, $45.98. Like, it's getting damn near unjustifiable. Yeah. Ugh, it's it's brutal. Like, absolutely brutal. Like, I, I, we've talked about this before, probably more than once, but with the price increases and another one coming, just how choosy do you have to get? Yeah, that's a shame too, because you know the one figure that you're going to want, you're not going to be able to get. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Like, I, I'm still mystified by how Hasbro must have known that Echo was going to be the big figure in this set, and yet he's the one that's super difficult to get. Yet Anakin and Obi-Wan and Hawk... They're just swinging from the pegs. No problem. Anybody can have them at any time. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, this this uh, Black Series thing gets a little bit harder every day. But, Corey, like, you, you know, you've pivoted into comics. I've done a little bit of a detour into that. Well, more than a little bit <laughs> into that field as well. Some, something's going to get our money. I, you know, I've been... You and I both have been collecting <laughs> something or other our entire lives, basically. So... Whether it's Star Wars figures or comics or baseball cards, or so, whatever it is, some like I, I've always collected something, and I probably always will. <laughs> yeah, it's just a shame, man. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, but it's it's kind of all it's all backwards, man. Like I said again, it's always the cool figures too that are so hard to come by. Well, people want like, the cool figures, right? Yeah, people, I guess people want like, them cool figures. Like put it this way, I've never seen like uh, a Plo Koon or a Kid Fisto on the shelf. I don't even know who had the rights to that. You know, was it Walmart? I don't know. I mm, I think those were regular releases because they were on Amazon, but they were also available at some retail. I think those were regular releases, and they. You're right. I didn't see any of them. I have a Plo Koon, but I think I got that from you, and I, I don't know where you got it from. Yeah, I got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what? Maybe I'm going to pivot myself into uh, the, 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 the burgeoning world of sealed, graded VHS tapes. Yeah, I saw it. I saw that the <laughs> other day. It's actually kind of cool, man, to be honest. Is it? I mean, is it though? In a way, yes. Like, don't get me wrong. I would never buy that. But man, I had some pretty sweet stuff. Like, oh, like sealed. Great VHS. You had like sealed VHS because that's that's what we're talking about here. Like the you know so when, when we're talking about the video games that are getting graded these days, and well, that's another thing too. It's not like 
say, I don't know how it all works anyhow, but like say I bought a VHS of Ghostbusters, but I bought it in 1996. You know what I mean? And never opened it. Like it's not an original print in Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's like one of the subsequent releases. Edition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know. Definitely. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's a fine line, right? Because slabbing a comic book, slabbing a, a, a sport card, nobody bats an eye at that. It's like, yeah, it's, those are legit. But now that we're, we're putting video games in cases and VHS tapes, it's like, okay, wait a sec. <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we doing? And why are we doing it? Like, are we, are we all that bored? Man. Is that what it is? Yeah, next thing you know, it's going to be CDs. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, I still have, uh, was it 1039 Smooth Out Slappy Hours? Or 39 Smooth, as some like to call it. Is it sealed, though? No. Ah, it's forget, it. Condition. forget it. <laughs> forget it. Forget it. If it's not sealed, it's not worth talking about anymore. But you know what? I was like, hey, I do have some sealed VHS tapes. I know it. Because I, for some reason, I have a bunch of VHS tapes. I don't know why. But I went digging through the bag, and sure enough, I've got a couple. I, one named Empire Strikes Back, and another called Return of the Jedi. Still sealed in, in plastic. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Which versions? Uh, 1990 release. 90 release. Which is fun. I think that's, I, I think it's the, that's the, the CBS Fox one? Well, yeah, all the VHS tapes to that point were CBS Fox. I think it's the set that you gave me a few years ago. Really, eh? It was more than a few years ago, bro. Whatever. But I, I and it's it's weird because I, ha- I have a new hope as well, but I opened it earlier this year. So I would have had the whole trilogy sealed. But like a dummy, I opened it. But you opened it to <laughs> yeah. what? For what For what reason? Because uh, you didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch it. Actually, you know, I, I did. Sort of. I, I hooked up our VCR and I wanted to show the kids, you know, you know, they've got crystal clear HD. They'll never know anything else. I'm like, you watch this, guys. And I put on like fuzzy VHS and they're like, ugh. <laughs> they're like, this is horrible. Like you had to watch TV like this for like tw- like your whole life. I'm like, yeah, we thought it was awesome. They're like, this is garbage. <laughs> You, you, when the crawl's going up, it's like you're missing half the words on, on either side. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just terrible. Yeah, you can. Yeah. The only time you get to see the full paragraph is when it's almost illegible off at, at the top of yeah. the screen. <laughs> Unbelievably terrible stuff, and they're just like cringe. Turn this off. Hate it. That's why I need to get the in the THX. I got the widescreen edition. That's yeah, that's the way to go, obviously, but. Yeah. So anyway, I, I might, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll send it over to the other Carlos over at the Nerd Room. Send us a sealed VHS. <laughs> I know he's, he's a big fan. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the line is, but you're right, Corey. Maybe CDs are next or or cassettes, eight tracks. Maybe we are uh, c- cassettes. Grading eight tracks. I can't, that, that must be a thing already. Yeah. Eight tracks really came and went quite quickly, I think. Well, that's what would make them super rare. I guess. But then you got to have people that actually like them. We're like, man, A-Tracks rocked. Actually, I saw this video on YouTube early last week or the week before of some guy who come up. It was, it was like a, full, a decade before VHS. It was early 70s. Like the first 
like a home video kind of thing. And it was this really wretched looking, uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. And I don't even think I could find it again if I wanted to. But it was, yeah, home video existed in a super limited format for a very short time in the early 70s. And it was just awful. It was just terrible. And it, it took another, you know, eight years before, or 10 years before VHS actually came around. But yeah. What about beta? Yeah, beta, VHS, same, same, same thing. All late 70s, early 80s kind of thing. But yeah, you know, the, the grading wars thing, it's, it's getting silly. But somehow I find it intriguing. It's weird to me. Anyway, um, that was it. That was it for uh, my collecting week. Echo, that was, that was the big win. I'm super happy about that. So again, thanks to my bud Taz. Um, and again, connect with your local communities and, and make friends out there because uh, multiple pairs of eyes are better than just one pair. All right, let us move ahead. Uh, last week, we got a final Visions trailer. So that you know, a three-minute trailer dropped uh, a while ago. Actually, uh, was it a month ago or so? A couple months ago, we've got the first trailer, and the three of us were like, "Yeah, kind of cool," but didn't do a ton to rev our engines. So we're like, "Well, we're gonna watch it because," and it looks kind of cool, but it's sort of a, a bit of ambivalence there between the three of us. Except for Corey, he was more amped than than I was, and certainly than Carlos was. But now that we're getting this three-minute trailer, this final one. Where are we now, Carlos? After seeing this trailer, where's your excitement level for this uh, anime anthology series? Uh, um, it's it's higher than it was before. I mean, I really I really enjoyed the trailer. Uh, we I watched it right before we started recording, and um, yeah, it was kind of cool. And some of the images were, you know, almost like '90s anime ish, and then others were like. Wow, what are they doing? Um, it was I, I found it really cool. I, I just uh, that one image of the lightsaber in the box uh, was like spectacular. So it's like I don't know. I'll be interested to see. I think my, my uh, I'll give it a little leash, um, but I won't hesitate to just uh, tap out if it's like yeah, okay, it's not doing it for me. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go into it on day one and see what it and see what it's all about. Uh, do we know if it's uh, each each episode is gonna be weekly? Correct. I don't know. I have a feeling because they're probably all short, right? They like probably all. That's right. That's what I was gonna say. In to an anthology. Minutes, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they just give us all nine. I think it's nine episodes. It'll be roughly an hour, maybe a little bit more than an hour. So I, I have a feeling they'll put it all there at once. Okay, well then, if if I if I have the choice, then I'm gonna jump to the the episode with the what's it called, the two Jedi? What's what's what was the name of that one? I what's don't know anymore. That was, that was about twins, is it? Maybe. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Anyways, there was one that uh, that really stood out to me from uh, from the synopsis. Like, I, th I think it was in May when we first got that the the, the drop. Is so, it Lop and um, Ocho? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> there's uh not touching that one not touching it and um yeah we'll see we'll see uh, i'm i'm interested uh, let's just let's just leave it at that it's it's gonna be um it'll be uh, something that uh like i said it's gonna be a short short leash but uh 
Now, we'll, uh, will you like when you say tap out? Like, if it's not doing it for you, like you're out completely, or you'll skip to the next, next short. I mean, you know, coming to the end of September, I might have the time. So you know what, I, I might, I might just skip to the next one. Uh, if if I'm extremely busy and and just going nuts, then it'll be a different situation. And I think at that point. I may just um, if I was like extremely busy, I just I, I just uh, I'd leave it to the side. But uh, no, I think at this point I'll I'll give it a shot. Cool. Now, Corey, I think you're probably very close to like a a full on ten out of ten excitement on this. Yeah, I would get to a ten on a ten almost. I guess. I mean, I, I'm like you said, I'm, I'm easily excitable. <laughs> But especially when it comes to Star Wars, but I mean, watching the, the trailer was just full on like bop, 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 in your face, man. Like, uh, I've, I like anime. I'm not like a huge anime fan, like animation in general. I really, really enjoy anthologies again are really just super cool ways of telling stories within a within a, uh, a sandbox, a universe, you know, like this is going to be so cool. It's going to take us outside like really far distant places within the galaxy we know you know it's just you can really open your mind to like new experiences within that galaxy and these studios as well like there's because i think Kyle said there's nine different studios right seven nine episodes by seven studios okay so there you go but these studios are going to be pushing themselves man this is something they've wanted to do for a long time and they're, they're definitely each each studio is going to tell a different story and they're also going to tell it through a different uh, medium or way of uh, animating right which is super interesting man like i just think that they're they're all going to be so fun to watch like kyle said i this is the way i see it anyway i can't see them being any longer than 10 minutes as well like usually seven to ten minutes is where you need to be with an anthology so they're going to be really short poignant and uh just super fun to watch i think man like it's gonna be awesome man like Animation's so fun to watch and like like you guys saw it in the trailer, like just how the possibilities are kind of endless and like they're gonna spoof off like uh Jap animation as a thing already, right? Like when we saw the the, the sizzle reel, I guess it was the last thing they that had come out. Like I remember the guy talking about, you know, something like Astro, like that's a huge in, in Japan, right? And you saw, like, in the trailer, that there was clearly a robot to me that was like, okay, that's like an homage to Astro, no doubt. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you caught that. Mm -hmm. but So, anyway, things like that. Like, it's going to be really cool to spot little things like that. And, again, just the storytelling and how it can make Star Wars different, too. Again, this is probably not canonical or whatever it is, which kind of makes it even cooler for the writer, too. You know, they could probably do a lot more mystical things or, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just excited to, to see some stories outside the realm of what we know like give me some far distant place and tell me some cool story man like mystical scary spooky story whatever it is yeah i mean the, it's it's like they said you know when this thing first got announced and when we first saw the trailer that they just took the shackles right off they're, they're not canon so they weren't restrained by anything whatsoever like there were almost zero restrictions on what they could do so they went nuts and you know, I, I wonder if any of these things hit and people like there's, uh, you know, two, three, four of them that people re like fans really gravitate to. 
I wonder if they would ever pull any of those aspects or characters and, and make them canon on some level. I I can't dismiss that as a possibility. You know, the way that they're pulling people like Thrawn, uh, Dirge, like they've plucked ca- characters from Legends and put them into canon. If something really strikes a chord with fandom out of this anthology, I could totally see them at some point slipping them somewhere into canon. Yeah. You know, and I, and that's I think that's kind of cool. Shows that you're listening and open to giving the fans what they want sometimes because uh well, if we've learned anything over the past few years it's it's that fans really do think they deserve to be given everything they want and especially that's... toys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's another thing. I wonder if they would do toys of some of this stuff. I, I really doubt that. But some of these toys would be pretty cool. Like that, that, that uh, spinny lightsaber thing. Yeah. What the hell is that thing? <laughs> it's pre-inquisitor, man. Eat your heart out, Grievous. Like that thing was wild. I don't, you know, I, I like my lightsabers pretty, you know, standard meat and potatoes, but. That thing is that, that thing goes right around the dial to being like ridiculous to the point of a little bit funny, but also oh, I want to see what they do with that. Like, does it fly too? Can they marry Poppins with that thing too? Ah, that that's uh, you can't you can't say that. That's uh, it's triggering for people. What is <laughs> Mary Poppins? That triggers people. Yeah, Last Jedi. Oh God! Oh, ah! I'll go fly a kite, <laughs> or go float through space. Well, whatever. Yeah, go go annihilate yourself in the vacuum space if if that triggers you. Really, come on. <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm sorry, here? I lied about people being triggered by that. <laughs> no, you're you're totally right. People were triggered by that. <laughs> no, I don't know if they're still triggered by it. Of course they? they are. These some of these these fanboys they can't get over anything oh my god it, it no evolution you, huh it makes you wonder how they get through life honest to god like i i sit there and wonder some days like if the, if they people get this mad over star wars like how do they cope when things actually go wrong in, the, in their life where it matters and i the only conclusion i can come to is that they just they say nothing they get they take punch after punch and they just whine about they just they just take it and they have nobody to whine to no power in their life but when somebody screws up in star wars in their eyes wow the whole world's gonna know because they can i suppose maybe somebody somebody will hear my rage i don't know wow what a tangent what is going on Uh. um so did did any do you guys see the the uh i mean the there's the original Japanese dub, which I won't know any of the voice actors, but there is a, an English language track. Now, some of the the voice actors, there's some big names. Did you guys see those names? No, before before we get into that, though, I showed the, the trailer to my son. Uh, was it Friday night, I guess? And I guess we watched the uh, original one with the subtitles. And like I was like, so after my, like, how cool does that look? He's like, is it like that? Like, he's like, it's not English. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, it could be subtitles. It's from Japan. He's like, he's like, I'm not watching that. 
like with disgust. I was like, oh man, I, I, I raised my hand. <laughs> the back of my no, but I was like, seriously? I'm like, you're so lazy. It's like, get in my sight. Wow. Anyway, yeah. Wow. That, that is, uh, I'm sure some people are, are screaming blasphemy right now. <laughs> I, I get it from a kid's perspective. If they're, if they're not the quickest readers, they don't want to read the subtitle. Whatever. They'll adapt better than some of these ninnies out there who are still crying about Mary Poppins in space. Sorry. I keep coming back to it. It's like, I can't deal with them. <laughs> so anyway, um, the voice cast on the English side of things. Um, okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bobby Moynihan, mm. Tamara Morrison. I'll give you one guess as to who he's voicing. A thousand characters. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> the one that never seems to uh, be out too far away from any Star Wars project these days. Hmm. Uh, NPH, the old Neil Patrick Harris, Doogie Howser, MD. Right. He's got, he's in this. Uh, Allison Brie. Andrew Cascino, who is the voice of Saw Gerrera in the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Simi Liu, who is going to be Shang, or is Shang-Chi. David Harbour, James Hong, Henry Golding, Jamie Chung, and George Takai. And that's not everybody. That's just some of the names that leaped out at me immediately. There's other names in there that... I think I know, but if you ask me, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty star-studded. No, yeah, no kidding. Anyways, a month from today is when this drops, September 22nd. So less than a month as this podcast releases. So something cool is coming. Some fresh Star Wars to our screen is coming pretty soon. Actually, before even before that comes uh, this week, tomorrow as this podcast drops, the um, special look at the Mando with Luke Skywalker. Nice. Is that tomorrow? Well, as as this podcast. So this oh, yeah. Podcast. Okay. So it's Wednesday. Come on, Corey. Right? We're going to make this seamless for the listeners. <laughs> seamless. <laughs> that ship sailed long ago, didn't it? <laughs> it's over. I try. I try. I, I try to be present about... No, this, I should talk as if it's Tuesday. So if I say tomorrow, it means Wednesday. It's out. No, I can't. I can't. I can't do that. It doesn't work. Not everybody's on board, Corey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people should be overboard. Anyway, uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go back to uh, the Bad Batch episode sixteen, the finale for season one, Camino Lost. We did not talk about this um, the week it came out because I was off and Tim was in, so we get to talk about it here and now, guys. Uh, Carlos, what did you think of the season finale? Are we talking just the season finale or the last two episodes? Because I don't remember if we did the last. We did. Uh, we did talk about uh, return to Camino. Oh yeah, we did. Okay, yeah, we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so about the finale, the the last episode of the two episode arc. Um, it was okay. It was cool. Uh, obviously, they took the opportunity to 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 really uh, dive into the relationship uh, between the Bad Batch and Crosshair. Um, the, the action was cool. All like the underwater stuff was fantastic. Like best I've seen in animation ever. The, uh, the water in that in, in, for, at Camino, just so good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's movie. It's movie quality. Like it's really, really good. Um, 
I mean, which we've kind of come to expect from, from uh, you know, if you look at season seven of the Clone Wars, it's like, yeah, they stepped it up, man. Like, it's really, it's really on a different level. So, uh, yeah, I'm super happy about that. Uh, the content was, eh, okay. You could tell they, they have more story to tell. So they weren't going to, you know, blow out... Uh, blow out the barracks, you know, I'm not going to set a fuse to the dry powder if they're going to keep it for next season. So uh, they're just keeping us, uh, keeping us riding along. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of just crosshair staying on the platform at the end. Uh, just oh. like, <laughs> you know, the callus. Yeah. There's just, I don't know. There's just something weird. Like why drag it out? Like, you know, I, I know why, obviously. I mean, they, they need to make content, so they, they don't want to finish this story. Um, but at the same time, it's like, all right, fine. Uh, we didn't get word about Sid. We don't know what's going on there. Uh, we don't know uh, what's going on uh, on Ryloth. We don't know. Uh, so, so there's a lot of unanswered stuff. There's a lot of uh, what, where are we going uh, now, like, what's Rampart's part in all this? Like, how does it play with the Empire? Was it was it a directive or was he uh, taking initiative? Like, I don't know. There, there's 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 a lot that to me seems like you're going to take this chance to destroy this, this facility. Even though you have your own facility on another planet, which seems like it may have been built by the Kaminoans or Kaminoans, whatever, uh, from, from the previous episode, uh, but it's now it's under the c- control of of the Empire. Why not take control of Camino itself? Like why destroy it? I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of awkward to me. Like the 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 reason for the destruction of Camino. Did I cry about it? No, you big babies. I didn't cry about it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but but at the same time, uh, you know. <laughs> It's uh, obviously they're, they're they're trying to push what the empire is going to become. The problem with that is that we know exactly what the empire is going to become. We know what lengths they'll go to. Uh, from from episode four, they destroyed a planet with. Okay, let's just test the weapon here. Yeah, it doesn't get worse they, than that, right? Well, even though they kind of tested it on another planet in the movie, that's like precedes that one but like you know how many tests are you gonna do you know kind of a nerd are you nerd (laughs) that's the eternal problem with some of the star wars content that we keep getting is is that we know where this goes you're you're filling in gaps so it's yeah it's it's always kind of difficult in my mind to sort of hold our attention when we already know where it's going so it's it's all about having a really strong like how we get there. Yeah. And and that's and that's what I'm getting to is that I don't feel that they were pushed to destroy this installation. They didn't destroy the planet. They they just destroyed the city. So like I, I don't I don't feel like that was completely necessary. And I don't see where the gravitas was to do that. Like you literally went in there. And you deployed the troops and the clones, and you 
assassinated the prime minister and you took the other person hostage why are you destroying the planet for like the 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 city for i don't know it especially just, since me, the, it just it's, felt- it's a lost planet too right like i'm sure some like yeah, get rid of the evidence ben bury that at the bottom but, of the ocean it's, it's not like we're it's star wars right like people can find things and I've spoke, I spoke about this at length with Nathan in the group, and we're just like, yeah, I mean, people must have known about Camino at this point. At least some people. Maybe not enough for there to be any sort of... Just Dexter Jester. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think it's more than Dexter at this point. Like, but maybe not, not enough people for there to be any sort of, like, rallying cry for the planet. So, like, people here and there, this world and that world have heard of Camino. They know it exists, but okay. There's no, there's nothing to connect those people to get them to rally around Camino's cause. So, but yeah, it's, it's a good question, Carlos. Like, why take it out? Yeah, I get erasing the evidence, but if nobody knew it was there, yeah, but you're unopposed erasing the evidence from which which jury? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Oh, maybe, maybe they'll come up with an explanation. In, in season two, and then I could say, "Hey guys, remember when I had that criticism of why they destroyed Camino?" Uh, yeah, okay, I take that back. I think they they pl- they played it properly, but at this point, I, I can't do that, so I'm not going to pretend well, yeah, that I'm okay with it. Like they've, you know, there's always the threat that oh, if the Senate finds out, well, well, we know that as soon as Palpatine's kind of taken hold, the Senate is worthless. And the yeah. Senate was okay with the clones coming from there, so why why destroy it? I mean, did the, that's one of the, the silly things about about the whole prequel trilogy and in, in that, like, along comes this big army out of nowhere. Palpatine goes, ah, my, I'm Chancellor, and as my first act, I'm going to create an army. And ten minutes later, here comes the army. Like, And nobody goes, wait, was... You just said you were going to make it, but it's made. Okay, I, we need it, so use it. And nobody like, that, and that's Star Wars being Star Wars, keeping it simple. But you know, when us nerds really get down to it <laughs> and dissect the hell out of something that probably isn't intended to be scrutinized to this degree, you you poke holes, you find those holes, and go, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, I I, I don't mean that really as a criticism. But uh, Corey, what did you think of the final episode? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I'm kind of on the same page as what Carlos was kind of saying, and but I'll say it in a different way. Kind of like you know, it is the culmination at the end of this season. I guess what makes me happy is again what Carlos said. Like, it, we know that we're getting more now at this point, but like it, it's also like it's confirmed here. You know, they didn't really they didn't take on too much. You know, they they told the story. In my opinion, they told the story they wanted to tell. And, uh, you know, they, they ended this chapter quite well. It's actually like a closure for a lot of things. You know, it's like almost like a, a closure for the clone end of the clone wars in a way, I guess. And like, yes, they've really established the, the empire's rise very prominently, you know, throughout this series. Like they've really tried to beat that home real quick, how quickly things changed. And, you know, it's full on empire now. Like he said, erase all traces of Camino and, just move forward from here. So it really provides like a fresh start for season two. You know, we, we've kind of, we've come to a head a bit with, with crosshair again, obviously we'll meet him again at one point under what circumstances, I don't know, but uh, you know, we, we've got that 
out of the that cat's out of the bag now. You know, they can move on with with fresh storytelling. And again, like you know, to me, we we still haven't gotten to the the meat and bones of what this series is actually about. Like, yes, we know that Omega is kind of a direct clone of of Django, but okay, like, what does that mean exactly? Why is that so important? Well, yes, he was a great warrior and whatnot, but still, like, the, there seems to be something more to it that makes her more vital. I think, and there's there's, there's more at play here. Like this this series is going to have something important where something's going to be set up or Omega lives or whatever it is like it's going to set something up for the future in my opinion and we've yet to get a, a, a real big sniff of that yet or maybe we haven't we just haven't figured it out but uh all in all animation wise story wise again it was it was a pretty typical episode for for a finale it, it, it hit the feels there like again that whole the scenes with crosshair but uh very stereotypical i would say in a way uh like it was quite an action-packed episode but uh yeah again the thing that blows me away the most i think about this show is again the visuals and the animation is just so good man like every time when i'm watching it i'm like god that's so well done yeah i know we can never say enough good things about the uh the the quality of the animation it's it's outstanding well one one thing i want to point out as well that i i read this when i was reading some stuff earlier and I thought it was an interesting point from Crosshair's perspective when he comes back with the team, right? Uh, he's not back with them, but he's riding with them for this mission, we'll say. And, you know, he sees Omega's decisive action and they're listening to her, right? And he's like, what the hell is going on? Like, he doesn't get it. Like, he's a soldier that follows orders, right? And these guys, like, he's used to Hunter kind of giving the orders, I guess, in a way, or listening to them from the higher ups but at the same time he just he didn't get the fact that he's like why would you even listen to this like worthless little girl you know and it's it's, it's a good contrast there if i find like you get a, a little more understanding of the characters and stuff yeah no it's that's a, that's a good point I, yeah i can swing with that but yeah uh, i thought for me i thought it was a pretty underwhelming finale like yeah the escape from uh, you know the sinking city was was cool. You know, again, the visuals great, all that stuff. But yeah, I, I guess I, I, I'm a bit more conditioned to more of like a, a big thing happening in a finale. And this, I, I guess, it, it was appropriate that this was more about the group and about these guys sorting out their problems, which they didn't quite do. But a lot of people said what what they what they felt needed to be sad uh, said. But man. Crosshair, you douche. <laughs> this guy's lost me, man. Screw this guy. Like, he's over there pouting like a baby. You know, like, they're all yeah, getting, you they make it back to the Marauder. Back to the and like, you know, he, and he's made, you know, I, I'm glad that they gave him some agency, you know, and gave him, you know, he he's sticking with his decision to go with the Empire, despite his chip being taken out. I appreciate that. That's, you know, that's, that's kind of a cool thing, but like the, the way he was standing by, you know, back turned to his family, like arms crossed, crossed over his chest. Like it was just such a, like a, I'm taking my ball and going home jerks. Like what a baby pouting in the corner. Like these, there's his brother saying, please come with us. And he, no, I'm, I'm going with the empire. Yeah. 
I was like, oh my god, he's a he's a, a literal child. Yeah, Omega drove it home. Like the 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 you know the little girl who happens to be older than these guys is like like not not shaming him, but she's so much more mature than him. And uh, you know I. Like, why does he feel so warm and fuzzy for the Empire? He said a lot of words, but none of it kind of registered to me. Like, why does he see the Empire such a good fit for him? Like, what does he think he's fighting for? That part still doesn't make sense to me, why he's so adamant and loyal to the Empire. I don't get it. And I guess it's because they need to drive this wedge between him and, and the rest of the Bad Batch. It, given the amount of like, please come back to us, Crosshair, and he's still stubbornly going, no, I'm going with the Empire. Meh. Like, okay, dude, you've lost me. And the problem is, like, you know, he's going to come back at some point, right? Yeah. Or try to and die. <laughs> or try to and die, which will be really boring if that's what they do again. But like, if he's going back to the Empire, you can pretty much assume that he's going to keep doing crappy things for the empire. And so like, at at what point do you burn your, I guess, uh, like the, the goodwill, like your ability to go back and, you know, Star Wars always says you can always go back and make the right choice, but to be forgiven and atonement and all that, you know, the, the redemption stuff, like it was there for him to take. So now he gets to go and, Presumably, find out do a bunch of crappy stuff. A, him and Hunter had a secret conversation. He's going to be a double agent. Oh God, that'd be weak. But there was there, there was that scene where you know all season long, Wrecker's just kind of like whenever there's a, 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 a important conversation happening, Wrecker's just there like peanut gallery kind of conver- comments. But this time he's like, oh, he got really mad, and he just like giving him the giving Crosshair the gears. And I'm like, you know, go over there and like sock him in the mouth, Wrecker. Like that, that would, that, that might fix him. Cause it was one, that one moment where like Wrecker asserted himself and not in a physical way that I really responded to. I wanted him to do more and really like throttle the guy verbally, but he, he eased up cause he's a big teddy bear. Anyway. Um, so this, you know, that, that, the final scene that kind of lit fandom on fire, um, I think, and Corey, this is to your point, like it, it sets things uh, for the direction of not just this show, but I think of the direction of all of the shows, like Mandalorian, Ahsoka, uh, the future of the Bad Batch. Like Most of what's coming seems to be pointing in, in a certain direction because of this final scene with, you know, Nalise is now seemingly in charge of what I can only guess is the Empire's cloning efforts on Mount Tantis, which was, you know, at first I was like, what's, what are people talking about this for? Yeah. It's the original, like that's from the legends. It's straight out of legends from the Zon trilogy. That's where the, you know, the Empire was doing their secret cloning stuff in the, in the Zon trilogy. So, Given what we know about Thrawn coming back in live action, and now this this Mount Tantus place is real, it, and and you know, the scientist that comes to meet Nalase 
is wearing the same uniform as Dr. Pershing from Mando. Mm-hmm. It's it's they're screaming in our faces about what what's going on. Like it, their empire is cloning, but who and what for? Like for what purpose? We can probably take a pretty good guess as to what that's about too. Or like I, you know. So you think Thrawn might be the one that's actually trying to get Grogu Grogu cloned? Who's I don't know. I'm a, I I'm not thinking that really, but it's He's possible. He's in possession now, isn't he? What do you mean, little Grogu? Grogu's with Luke. <laughs> not in this era. In this era, he Luke was is still a little kid. Yeah, yeah, in this era, that's it. Like, we might get we might get a chance to see uh, Grogu in this show. He was put into hiding, right? Um, at some point, at some point, uh, he surfaces in the Mando. So where he is at this point, I don't know. But Corey, you're right. Like he, Grogu might a smaller Grogu might show up in this show, and I would not be shocked if that happened. That that I think is a almost even money bet <laughs> at this point. You know but, why? Because it's all about marketing. Sure, and. Remember how uh, a few, I don't know, maybe a month ago or two months ago, I, I talked about the Brickheads number 150 being Jar Jar Binks. There was huge rumors about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, the rumors became a lot clearer and <laughs> Brickheads number 150 will no longer be Jar Jar Binks, but will be replaced by, I'll let you guess. Uh, was it Grogu? No. Second guess. <laughs> Omega? Nope. Boba Fett. Uh, no, Ahsoka. Come on, guys. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> if it's not Ahsoka, then who is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, again, another central character for all the stuff that they're doing, right? Yeah. So, that I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Grogu shows up in this show. Imagine, I mean, we've always said that Boba Fett has a good chance of showing up in this show, right? Yeah. What if we don't see him in this show and we see the first meetup between Boba Fett and Omega either in the book of Boba Fett, which I doubt, or the Mandalorian, where like Omega, Omega's still alive. That could happen too. You know, and now, now, now we get to think about like all the moving parts coming together. Like, what is Thrawn's role in this? You know, and if if Thrawn is kicking around, what's Ezra doing? What? Yeah. What's his, his What's his role in this? Well, they kind of disappear together, right? Correct. So if you see one, like, where's the other one? Like, there's there's that question that needs to be answered, and it's it's almost instant. Like, now, granted, at this point in the timeline Ezra is like whatever one two three years old so we're not we're not there yet but you know I, again I, I always think of, of Ahsoka's role in this because you know when she specifically name drops Thrawn yeah in her episode of the Mando like she never really like in Rebels like she never really had any direct conflict with Thrawn there's like nope she was gone. Tangentially, she's sort of, I guess, aligned against Thrawn, but she's never she never went up against him and never really said, "I I'm here to help you derail his Tide Defender program." Well, well, not even then. Like she 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 kind of disappeared after season two, right? And then she popped back up toward the end of, 
season four. Yeah, but Thrawn was still kicking around, though. Yeah, Thrawn was, but like Ahsoka was gone, man. Well, anyway, all I'm saying is, whenever Ahsoka was in the show, like she was, she had really nothing to do with Thrawn. She didn't care. Or I'm not that she didn't care, but that that was that's not he's not her mission, but he is now. So why? Hmm. You know, there's something something switched, and I really want to know why. So I, I I wonder if you know after Ezra escapes with Thrawn, you know, does somehow as uh, Thrawn get one over on on Ezra? And I I don't know. Like has he done something to Ezra? And Ahsoka finds out about it, and that's why she wants him. She wants she she wants to find Ezra. That's that's the mission. Or is it that she she generally knows about these cloning efforts and know that Thrawn has a part in it, and he she wants to shut it down? I I don't know, but it's all these things are starting to funnel together in in, in I don't want to say an obvious way because they're gonna they're gonna pull a fast one on us. But I, I, I like it. There's something really elegant about the way Lucasfilm is going about, you know, everything they're doing on screen right now. Like they're they're wrapping up this uh, Republic Clone Wars era, and you know, sinking Kamino into the sea really puts a bookend on that. Like, it's not. It's really a hammer down kind of point, and it's dovetailing into the Age of the Empire and into Palpatine's. I guess more private cloning plans. And it's going to be the thing that threads three eras together in a really, I, I think it's going to come together in a pretty cool way, but it's, it's, it does seem pretty clear to me that, you know, the, the, the cloning bit and uh, yeah, I mean, really it's, it's the, the stuff that started with clones in the prequels and then transitions to, Palpatine wanting to create Strandcast or create or like duplicate himself, I suppose. You know, that's the assumption. I it's all seemingly pointing to that to that area of storytelling for me. But other other than that, uh, what about the uh, God? This actually kind of made me roll my eyes a little bit when um, you know they're floating to the top of. <clears throat> Back, back to I guess the surface in those little tanks. Yeah, and AZ three is like he has his little Baymax moment. Yeah, if you oh, guys, dude, have... I called around. I'm surprised he actually lived, man, because I, I told my girlfriend right away when we were watching the episode. As soon as he said, "My primary function is to ensure your safety," I was like, "He's dead. He's so dead." Well, it, this is it's dialogue almost ripped right out of Big Hero Six. And it made me cringe a little bit. Like it was like, I'm like, oh, really? You're going to have like the little lovable robot caretaker who's going to say you're like, your health is my top priority. And you, oh, dude, (laughs) Jeez. as it's escaping a debris field in both cases as well. And I don't know if it's a, if it was some sort of winky tribute, but I was like, yikes. Yikes, man. All right. Anyway. Um, oh, okay. Let's, we'll leave the finale. Overall, I think, you know, coming into the season, 
we were generally the three of us here on the same page that we were interested in this story, but we're like, yeah, you got to prove this to me. Like, sell me on this, Lucasfilm. Corey, did they sell you on this? Are you happy with uh, with the first season? Yeah, very happy. Um, like I said again, just before, I mean, it was 16 episodes. We got some extremely cool Star Wars, met some extremely cool characters, got some really fun stories. And again, like from what we can gather, they seem to be uh, telling a much bigger story that we're going to get to at one point. So it just means more Star Wars. And yeah, all in all, it was just uh, A-plus stuff, top shelf kind of animation uh really fun i really dug the characters and again just it's it's a it's a gift to watch stuff of this quality for me anyhow so yeah definitely i'm uh i really enjoyed it what about you carlos did they uh did they sell you on this show yeah i was i was i was firmly on the fence uh, about it and uh i i wouldn't have like tapped out about like in in a because we, we talk about it every week anyway so it's like I, I wasn't just gonna like not watch it um but uh surprised uh ple- pleasantly surprised about uh, how i felt about these characters and i never thought i would say like uh yeah you know i have i have a favorite clone now like um it wasn't something that uh, that 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 I ever that I had ever considered, and uh, and now I'm like uh, firmly planted in uh, Team Echo. Like I'm just I, I love that guy, and um, yeah, there's just something there's something about uh, about the the the, the storyline that's that's intriguing to me, and that's that's actually it's going to get me coming back for more. Um, but they don't have all the leash in the world, like they're. they're you know they they can they can screw it up, so uh, I'm not I'm not saying that they owe me anything. But if if I feel like what's what's being presented to me is not for me, then then I have no qualms walking away from it. But uh, I don't see that happening at this moment, and uh, I'm enjoying what they're what they're giving us. And obviously, not surprised that they announced that season two is coming. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Both like I I I thought it was really strong first season and I think I think it might be the best first season from any of the animated shows in terms mm. of the story being told, not in terms of like the characters themselves because I think the the main group is kind of flat. They're not the most interesting group of main characters, but it's everything going on around them. I think is is maybe the most compelling stuff of the three, uh, four, the four animated shows we've gotten so far. And, you know, we're kind of bearing witness to like the, the biggest change in the status quo that the galaxy's seen. And that's been fun to watch. And, and I think pretty valuable from a, from a lore standpoint, but then, in, you know, in, in looking at the way the season unfolded, you know, I, I, the, the debut, which, you know, was predictably really, really good. Uh, I, I felt I thought we had a bit of a lull after that. We, of course, you did get some good character moments, um, but like we we lost track of Empire and Crosshair for weeks, which I was really I really wanted to get into that. But week after week, we you know we we kind of looked at the relationship between Omega and Hunter and the group, 
and you know, watching them flop like fish out of water, looking for ways to stay afloat when there's no war to fight, and you know, rancors and moon dragons meeting up with Cut. There's some valuable stuff from each of those episodes, but nothing that was like, nothing took my breath away in some of those early f- first half of the season. But then once we get to Braca, I thought the season was super strong the rest of the way. Like Cad Bane returned. Uh, Fennec Shan made a, a, a big bad return as well. Ryloth was was tremendous. Uh, Gregor on Darrow, on the planet Darrow, that was awesome. And then, you know, overall, returning to Kamino, I thought was super strong. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think they did a, a really good job in season one in balancing big events and smaller character-driven stories and cameos, guest appearances, and, and uh, setting the table for some really high stakes in, you know, as, you know, whatever, season two, three, four, however this goes. I, I think the table is nicely set now for us to really start delving into some cool stuff. But um, the, the last thing I want to get into, uh, one of the, or maybe 1.5 <laughs> of the dangling threads that are kind of left hanging here is the ever elusive Saw Gerrera. Like He hmm. keeps popping in and out of Star Wars, like video games and the animated stuff, like especially Bad Batch. Like he really just popped in and out. Uh, the books, we never really get to see too much of what he's up to. You know, it seems like when he's in a Star Wars, it's always about somebody else. And he just happens to be there. And so we get a glimpse of his operation. But we don't really focus on him too much. And I don't know what that means. Like, are they going to get into his story at some point? And is Bad Batch the place to do it? <laughs> or or is Lucasfilm still kind of skittish about the idea of really getting into the, the, the idea of the good guys doing th- enough bad things that they get kicked out of the rebellion. And I, I don't know, but at some point they either have to just go for it with him or just let it go. Cause like the pokeru stuff, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll take him where I can get him, but there's some cool stuff to unearth <laughs> around Saw Gerrera. So come on, get into it already. And it, do you guys think that, his group, the, the the partisans, have a role to play in the future of the show. Yeah, I definitely think they'll they'll pop up again at one point. I don't know how big that role will be. Maybe a maybe a story arc, you know, a poignant one. But uh, definitely, you know, when you got Crimson Dawn hanging around him, like possibilities, like you said, are just too there. And like, if if the next season turns out to be 16 episodes as well you know they 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 need to to fill some gaps in the the overarching storyline so well when not? when we when we have those what two three episodes with saw Gerrera in rebels was he already on the outs with the rebellion at that point? yeah he was eh he was already yeah. out yeah he was a radical yeah so he's already gone so there's so if there's a time jump from season one to season two we could get into early at some point early rebellion era stories where Saw Gerrera is part of the rebellion he is working hand in hand with Mon Mothma and Bail Organa and maybe we too finally get to see the stuff that he does that gets him kicked out of the rebellion 
I don't know if animation is the place to do that. But I, I don't know. That to me, that's that's some cool ground that could need, need to get covered. I, I'm in for it if they want to do that. What do you think, Carlos? Uh, yeah, for sure, man. I'm with you on that one. Like it's uh, they, they well, you said yeah, they have the room to do it, right? Absolutely. Why? Unless they're holding back for a Sagarera show. And, or unless maybe Sagarera is plays a bigger part in say Andor, which just fil- finished filming, like maybe that's why they're holding back. But at the same time, why hold back? Like I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see a reason to, uh, especially when he's like such a. I think the word is like he's definitely an, an intriguing character. Like it's. Yeah, it's he's like how do you how do you just let that go? Yeah, I don't indeed. know. Like yeah. There's sorry. What the yeah, like this guy's we know he's an extremist. But how? Like how extreme? What does he do? Like he, it's it seems like he's a you know um the, you know, the ends justify the means kind of guy. He doesn't. It doesn't seem like he minds a little collateral damage. And is that the thing that gets him kicked out? A bunch of innocent people pay the price because that's what he felt needed to be done. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if they're just too skeptical. That's not the right word. Fearful of getting into like the the inevitably dark material that follows. If you go all in with with the Sagarera story, yeah, like it, things get pretty low. If he's if you know all kinds of people start dying because in his wake, I, I don't know. But really, they got to get into this at some point. <clears throat> or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's just no room for that. Maybe there is a focused story that's coming with uh, with the cloning stuff. I have no idea, but also, well, geez, you know, with, again, with Boba Fett seemingly taking center stage in the comics and with his own Disney plus show coming, you know, we're just waiting for him to reappear in, in the bad batch. So I wonder if along with Boba Fett, does the rest of the underworld come too? do we get Crimson Dawn, which is now that's a bigger thing in, in comics now. It's all there's all these things now in Star Wars that it seems like they they can just pull any of those things into their stories and have them connect, and it's that's kind of cool. But the thing is, they got to get into all of them at some point, and it just it's which one will the Bad Batch dabble in? But we'll find out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I, I'm pretty well sold. I enjoyed season one an awful lot. There was some, there was a, that again, three, four episodes at the first half of the season where I was like, come on, let's get some momentum here. Let's move. And they did. And it was, I really enjoyed it afterwards. But yeah, okay, let's, uh, let's put a pin in that for now. And uh, guys, I got nothing else to talk about. So, what about you, good, Corey? Man. you have a topic, Corey? No, I'm good. You're good. You're done. You want to tap out? Let's tap out, brother. Let's, let's leave it on a high note. <laughs> Corey's like, 
<laughs> you call that a high note? <laughs> okay, so I'll, I had a question, but we'll save it for we'll save it for next week. Ah, uh, uh, Corey won't be here. No, we got to we got to answer it now. We got to hear Corey answer, Corey's answer now. We got we got we got a little bit of time. Corey's on vacation. Come on, let, <laughs> let, let's squeeze it in here. All right. So my my question was this. Uh, so you have five hundred dollars. Okay, somebody gives you five hundred dollars. You can't take it to buy groceries. Can't take it to make uh, you know, throw it on your mortgage payment and pay down the, pay down the capital, like so. You need to use the, the 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 five hundred dollars to buy either one large piece to go in your collection. Okay, now. If the large piece is only four hundred dollars, then you lose a hundred, okay. And uh, so you're getting either one large piece, or you're getting all the three and three quarters that you can with with the five hundred dollars. Yeah, one big piece. What would it be? Uh, I don't know. Like, I'd have to do some research to find something that's like. You don't have be, something in mind that you. Oh, want it would be a comic. Like a- it would be definitely be a comic. I just don't. I'd have to look at like grading and stuff like that to see what can, what I can get for like four ninety nine ninety nine. You know. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I. I get. In a way, my brain go these days also would lean to some sort of higher end comic that I wouldn't ordinarily buy if i just was gifted 500 bucks to spend hmm but you know, one of the, one of the long-term goals for my collection is is to sort of get like rob cast has done with um and i think tim's done it as well or is doing it is is the original i think 90 how many original uh kenner figures are there just to get them all complete in good shape so I would not it be a you know on a I would not be opposed to taking that five hundred bucks and putting it into some of those figures complete loose uh, not we're not talking carded here uh, yeah I I could I could see myself doing that would you have enough with the five hundred to to do that first run no huh? no no no. Not not even, not not close, but I you know you could knock out a couple of a few of of the uh, more more expensive ones for sure. Interesting. What would you do, Carlos? Uh, that's uh, I'd probably get uh, Darth Vader's tie if I could find it. Uh, the UCS Lego uh, Darth Vader's tie, even though I'm not a huge fan of. I mean, it's kind of dated, like 2006. Like, it's kind of... There's just something about it that's kind of not as smooth and as round as it should be. Um, it's kind of blocky. You know, obviously, for Lego, uh, most of it is... It's made of bricks and blocks. So, But uh, they've done such a great job of, of the UCS sets lately. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw images of the of the gunship. Yeah, uh, it, it's it lo- it's incredible. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It looks it looks great. It's not something that I would get, uh, not because I can't afford it, but just doesn't fit with my theme, and I'm not attached to the to the gunship at all. Especially since the first time we see it is in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> so, uh, 
Hey, he sticks it and turns it. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have to say it would it would be that. But I think I would want to hold on to the 500 and see what's going to be coming up next year. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not sure I would I would jump on it. I'm definitely not gonna spend that money to get three and three quarters. Or so let's say if uh, Lego had a, a series of of twenty dollars sets, like no, I wouldn't spend five hundred dollars of twenty dollars sets uh, unless it was just to keep them all in box. Uh, and even then, nah, it's not something that 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 would interest me. Uh, that would interest me. I think that the, the bigger piece for me would be something that I would go for. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be looking to add like massive volume. I'm. I'm trying to trim down things. I'm yeah. not looking to bulk out my collection at this point. So it would be like few choice pieces, or you know, one or two big pieces. I'm kind of happy that uh, yeah that uh, you you uh... yeah that's that's a good uh, that's that's. That, that's a good way to look at it, I think. Uh, Corey, too, like obviously the comic thing, like I, I, I kind of felt that you guys were going to go there since you've been going there, like literally. Uh, so it's interesting, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. The, uh, the three, uh, three quarters, too, it's like, unless, like Kyle said, unless it was the original line, like, yeah, there's, there's no point. That's, that's a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. All right, I got one for you guys. Oh boy. You get a role in Star Wars. Okay? There you go. You get it you get a role. You've been cast. And it's 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 you're it's not like you're just walking by the frame. You're you're getting a role. A sizable one. And it's gonna and with it will come all of the Star Wars fame you could ever want. You go to cons, uh, fans love you. All that stuff, you know, like when we see the way anybody who's attached to Star Wars gets treated. I mean, the people that treat Star Wars alumni well. I, you know, I don't want to talk about the people that get trashed. You're loved. Okay, so you're going to be in a couple of these movies. But the trade-off, guys, is you got to be eight inches shorter than your current height for the rest of your life. Oh. <laughs> Okay, wait, wait. So <laughs> I can get cast in what? In what exactly? You're gonna Anything? be okay. You're gonna be in the next Star Wars saga. You're gonna be in the Jedi Mando War saga in a decent sized role. Like you're on the poster size role. Wow. More than one. Like you're gonna be on the poster of all three tr- movies in the trilogy. Maybe not in the center, but you're on the poster. In all three trilogy movies. Now the trade-off to saying yes, I'm in. Okay, but you're eight inches shorter now. I'm six four. That makes six minus four. I'm a five eight. What the hell? <laughs> Fudge. Five now five eight man. All I have is my height, dude. What are you trying to do to me? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I need to rely on my height. I think I just go ahead and do it, man. Like, but that 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 comes with this. Like, that's after you film your role, right? It's not like you're no, you're no, fu- like no. The minute you sign, boom, like the wand is waved. You are so. What? what is, how did they? How did they cast you? Does that mean they cast you as friggin' like? 
like a sh- like a like you know are they, are they typecasting you because you're short? Well, don't, no, don't Tom overthink Cruise, it. Tom Cruise plays Jack Reacher, doesn't he? He does. He's yeah. supposed to be like That's six garbage. <laughs> supposed to be six four. Yeah, he's supposed to be this mountain of a human. And I think he's literally five eight. So if that, yeah, he's like five five, five six. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it, man. I don't care. Yeah, so, Corey, got, you're, got, you're dropping got, down to like five foot three. Yeah, something like that. I don't care. My my kids love me. I'm pretty sure my my girlfriend wouldn't leave me. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I yeah, I would probably take the role too and just live as a short guy. Billy. I, I, goodness. I, I'm not overly tall to begin with. Like I'm 5'10". I'm like the average height guy. So height for me has never been like this huge advantage or disadvantage. It's just sometimes I can reach the top shelf for people. And other times, if there's a shelf higher than that, ah, oh man, it's out of reach. Like, yeah, I mean, to be 5'2 is, is going to be tough. But to be in a little Star speedster Wars, on skates, <laughs> to be on to be in Star Wars in a big way, for, and you know, to, to kind of dine out on that for the rest of your life, like I don't know, you're kind of set, man. Yeah, you're kind of set. There's not, not much else to worry about. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's scary. Uh, for well, I mean, yeah, I think at 12 years old, I was. Six one, so I don't know what it's like to be an adult at five eight. I have I have no, no clue and nothing. You know, I'm not height shaming or anything, but I don't. No, I've you have you have wished. a certain perspective, literally, on the world at at that at, at a certain point, and you know. To, yeah, to, I've to, never wished ever <laughs> to be shorter. Like I've I've wished to be have maybe my arms shorter so that I, like I fit in shirts better or something or. Like if I, I I wished for a long time uh, not to have a belly that would distend past my penis, <laughs> like, but but you know, I, and I'm at that point now, so I'm happy. But I had to put the work. You know, wishing it doesn't do anything for you. Uh, yeah. By the way, Tom Cruise five seven. Um, so still, it's not something that like. I would jump on that. Like, no, I, but to be in a Star Wars movie, man, in a trilogy, you said? Yes. And I'm uh, beloved by fandom. Yeah. Beloved. You're on a poster, man. You know, you're trying to a poster, dude. You're that has nothing to do with it. Action fi- like, They're going to make Lego brickheads of you. Oh, man. Yeah. Are they going to make it with the short legs? Seeing as I'm 5'8. Fudge. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, everybody's the same height as a brickhead. So really, I mean, what are you losing? Except Baby Yoda, he's kind of shorter. Yeah, he's a bit shorter. Um, man, I'm not an actor. I've never. I mean, I would love to be in movies and stuff, and like I've I've done some acting work, but I, uh, you know, um, what I. Eight inch. Well, you're going oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah you're no, crazy. I'm the, sorry. Yeah, but oh, anything less is like, oh, dude, I'll give, I'll give up three, four inches, no problem. It, uh, you got You're taking a haircut here. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge haircut, man. 
I guess I mean percentage wise, it's probably less than for you guys, but but like because I'm starting at a at a at a different at a different set point, but yeah, I'd still be taller than Tom Cruise. Give me the money, baby. Let's go. Let's be in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still be taller than Tom Cruise. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. The taller you are, the easier I think it is to answer. Like, I'm going, I'm going down into like pretty little guy territory. <laughs> but the, I, I think where it gets tough is if you're already like five, 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 six, and you lose oh, eight inches. Well, yeah, no. then you're becoming ninja, ninja turtle height. Yeah, but then you can actually apply for like disability disability, <laughs> disability discounts. I think. Really. If you're under 410, huh. I believe so. That seems, I mean, disability. I, I, okay. That seems harsh. No, I think it, I think it is. It's an actual thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's the legends I've heard of short people. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't live in that, in that realm. <laughs> At 10 years old, I was 5'4". So... <laughs> You have a very categorical knowledge of your height at various ages. Yeah, I remember. Well, because my mom's 5'4", and I remember at 10 being taller than her. So That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, w- I wonder how many people out there are grappling with this one. I think there comes a point where you're like, I can't lose another inch. I'm sorry. I will forego the role. Or, you know, like Carlos, you, you've got some inches to give. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's the show, folks. Uh, well, he said it. So if you want to catch up with any of us, uh, you can find us in the Tumbling Saber Facebook group, which, of course, you are all invited to come and join and have have a bunch of fun. Be part of the Facebook party. Um, and if you want to be a bigger part of the podcast and yell at us for the things that we've said, you can send your emails to tumblingsaber at gmail.com and we will feature it in uh, maybe even next week's episode. I got nothing else to do, so I can put it right in the show notes. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week, folks. Um, guys, where can people find you on social media between shows? Carlos, where are you at? You can find me uh, at C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can uh, check me out on Facebook at Carlos Candido or at Home Poor Records, uh, CarlosCandido.com. Uh, and you can uh, get my music on. Uh, iTunes, or uh, you could stream my music on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Rezo, Apple Music, Amazon, Soundtrack by Twitch, Pandora, Deezer, Tidal, iHeartRadio, Claro Musica, Savin, Boomplay, Agami, KKBox, NetEase, Tencent, Triller, I'm the beta, Yandex, Music, and MediaNet. Is that all? Got it. How, how many post-its are stuck together with that list? I read it straight from the website. Just, I, 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 there was no way I was ever going to remember all those things. Put it, put it in song. <laughs> no. <laughs> in other words, check me out on Apple Music or on Spotify, and uh, follow me as an artist, and and uh, put my put my uh, my EP into your into your playlist. I I would truly truly appreciate that. It's it, I, apparently it helps one sixteenth of a cent at a time. So I would appreciate that. I'm doing it right now. I'm, I'm, so much, I'm on Spotify. I'm looking. I'm looking you up. Yeah, you don't even have to type up my full name. You'll see the uh, the album cover of the EP just pop up with the three little. Wait, boys no, on you it. do pop up. You're, you're playing a guitar in the park. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my artist profile. That's correct. Yeah. All right. I'm. That's it. I I, I clicked follow. Like you know, everywhere else. Awesome. Ah, oh, you're a good dude.
Corey. You're gonna tell my kids that. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was gonna ask you if like if there's a way on Spotify if you can like file a complaint, you know, like block or something like that. <laughs> Do what you want. I'm man. just asking. I don't care. <laughs> Corey, I'm not gonna let you plug your social media anymore because you you are insufficiently present to uh, to merit telling people Agreed. where to find you. So go. Jesus. <laughs> I might edit that part out. That was unnecessary. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's good, though. All right. Uh, I am at Tumbling Saber on Twitter and on Instagram, which, again, I don't really use. But you can connect with me there. Um, and that's it. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll be back again next week talking about that uh, special episode of Gallery, The Mandalorian, and just just losing our ever-loving minds because it's going to be fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, So until then, everybody, have yourselves a great week, and we'll talk to you again then. May the Force be with you. Sitting here for hours, looking at that show. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Before my eyes, skies of rift wide open.